Hey folks, this is Chad. So in this episode of Zikdwik, we cover all a couple things, but the main subject of the episode is season three, episode six of the Mandalorian titled guns for hire. And, um, let me just say that this episode of the Mandalorian, we did not care for as a result. Zach and I get a little heated in this one. We don't go crazy, but there's a few curse words and uh, it's just, we're not, we're not in a, a good mood for much of it. So just be warned. However, there is a bit of Star Wars news that we cover early in the episode related to Star Wars celebration. So. We do talk a little bit about that before we go on our tirade. Please come back next week if you want to see or hear some pleasantries. Otherwise, enjoy the episode. Hello, world. <laughs> this, this is Chad, and you're here for another episode of Zick and Wick. I wish we were here under better conditions it's it's I, not all it's not all bad we've got some good stuff coming out of celebration so i hope i hope so we should talk about the the news i don't know if i, I want to save that I, towards for the end or do it now we you want to do it now yeah let's do it now okay yeah i've got a bunch i got some notes up on that i feel we, like a cel celebration was like an apology for this episode for real i i feel like the well what's happening with star wars is we are starting to, it starts, it's feeling like the MCU where the promise of what's to come is more exciting than what we already have at this yep. moment. Yep, so, I agree. It's almost yeah. like phase four. It's almost like phase four, it feels like. Yeah, like when, when so Zach and I went to Comic-Con in 2019 and when they, when the Marvel panel in the Marvel panel, they unveiled what was to come for phase four of the MCU. And everyone was super excited, hyped as hell. And then what came to fruition, the things that we saw, I say the hit rate was on average, not very good, especially for the shows on, on Disney plus. And the movies were, there were a couple I... bad ones, but like, they, even the ones that weren't bad were mediocre. I actually thought the, yeah, I thought the Disney Plus shows were probably the better part of it. Not all of them. Like, I'm thinking WandaVision was pretty good. Loki was very good. Captain, or Falcon Winter Soldier was not great, but better than I expected. But the movies were all kind of just meh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I can't think of, I can't think of one. I think Spider-Man was the only one I can really think of off the top of my head that was like, that was a good phase four movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that was really so. So what I the theory out there is that the stuff that was planned ahead of time pre COVID, planned planned and and shot before COVID, ended up being all right. Stuff yeah. that was being shot close to and around COVID ended up being bad. Yeah. So, well, the Disney Plus shows. Okay, so those three shows that you mentioned were the first three. three. Yeah. The so ones that came afterwards were. 
so Miss Marvel was okay. okay. It wasn't the great. The beginning was great. The beginning yeah, was and incredible, it, and then it, it really fell off. Yeah. What else What else came out in phase? What else came out? She-Hulk. She-Hulk, yeah, I she thought, was, was like amusing, but it wasn't a good story. It was up and down. It was up and down. It had some good episodes, and it had some stinkers, too. Yeah, it was, it was kind of episodic and didn't feel like there was no weight to it. Right. Crammed in a, and then they crammed in a bunch of connections at the end. I mean, they crammed in connections at the beginning and, and the end, but nothing in between. I could. Oh my. Oh, Moon Knight. Freaking hell. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That I was. Mean, I. Part. I enjoyed parts of it, but it was overall not great. Yeah. It was uh, basically, I, like Oscar. Oscar Isaac just kind of saved it the best he could, and that was about it. Yeah. He 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 was acting his butt off, but that's not good enough. I am. I forgot about Moon Knight. That's how inconsequential it yeah. felt. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It, it's. I mean, maybe it'll. Maybe it will be at some point. I mean, they're going to bring all this stuff into the Avengers five and six. I think they're. Yeah. I think everybody will be in it. But well, you know what show was actually. I I don't think you liked it, but I was okay with it. Hawkeye. I I kind of was an. I was, no, by I was, Hawkeye. Yeah, I was fine with Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I I liked more. I'd say I liked it. It was probably third. If I had to rank them, I'd say Loki was one, WandaVision was two, Hawkeye was probably three, and then probably Falcon Winter Soldier was four. I had to do a quick off the top of my head ranking. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. Let me yeah. see. So you want to talk about, I've got all the Star Wars Celebration news kind of already pulled up. If you oh, want you do? To. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah let's, let's hear it. So the big, obviously the big thing was Ahsoka. We got a trailer. We got a release date. It's coming out August 2023. Knew and about or, that one, but that was, you know, yeah, the date confirmed. Wasn't, yeah. yeah, but also I would take it with a grain of salt because Andor was supposed to be August twenty twenty two, and it ended up being late September. So it'll okay. be, I think it'll be fall of this of this year. Do you want me to go through some of the trailer Easter eggs? There were a lot. There were a lot of Easter eggs in, in Ahsoka. Trailer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it only one time, and I saw things, but I, I know that there have been people talking about what was revealed in the trailer so yeah let's let's yeah. get at it yeah so there was a there was a lot in this trailer there's a ton in just two minutes this was basically anybody who's a star wars junkie that's watched everything this was just like a two minute let's find everything we can so first thing they show her kind of approaching this jedi looking temple in the desert she uses the kind of spin move with her lightsabers to go down into the temple that's the exact that was a shot for shot cut from her the last season of clone Wars. she does the exact same thing with her, with her lightsabers, cut a hole in the ground to escape whatever she's escaping. The next thing we get is the Lucasfilm logo in bright red, which is just showing everybody that Thrawn's coming because Thrawn's, Thrawn's eyes are bright red. That's the chiss, oh. that's the species he is. So that's that's where that was coming from. Next thing we see is Sabine looking at her the exact same helmet from Rebels. She's got a loth cat pet. They were from Rebels. Loth cats were kind of a big big deal in the not big deal but they showed up all the time in this in the series the next scene we go to is Hera and chopper chopper the murder bot flying the phantom 2 which is the smaller ship that Hera has that docks into her bigger ship they're in a firefight so they show the first look at Hera and chopper in, in live action next thing we get is a dark side blonde chick using it it's almost like it's like an orange lightsaber it's kind of an orangish red it's not like a pure red mm-hmm. Sith lightsaber Yep. She's just fighting some new Republic people. We don't know anything about her yet. So Yeah, so the I well we can get to the theme of Ahsoka and what we you know, what we think this is really gonna be about. Um mm-hmm. but 
what we're it's we, pretty obvious if you're if you know about Star Wars and you know about the you know the significance of the the color of the sabers is that you know if you've got a white saber if you don't have a red saber and you don't have a green saber or you don't have a blue saber you're you're not strictly Sith or Jedi. So do do you know why Soka has white sabers? I it's, it, it, go ahead. It's been revealed. So she in one of her after the Clone Wars, so Clone Wars, she gives up her sabers at the very end. That's part of, part of the reasoning behind that is to make the Empire think she's dead. She leaves them at like kind of her grave site. Mm-hmm. But later on, a Sith Inquisitor, which is kind of like the lower level, the people below Darth Vader who are hunting Jedi during the 18 years between the Clone Wars and A New Hope. A Sith Inquisitor finds her. She kicks his butt. She takes his his saber and she's able to purify his crystals. Nice. And when she purifies the Sith crystals, they become white. So that's where mm-hmm. those white sabers come from. That's a literal, literal interpretation. But we, Ahsoka isn't pure. She doesn't follow the... I mean, does she, she consider she, herself a Jedi? She does, she does not consider herself a Jedi. But she is, for, she is everything except... like ex, She's a Jedi except in name only. Like she mm-hmm. is the... She is probably the most, I mean, beside, at this point in the timeline, she's probably the most powerful force user in, she's, she's above, she might be about the same as Luke. She might, but she probably, she's more skilled than Luke. She's more trained than Luke. So she okay. knows how to use the force better than Luke does. She, no, she actually probably is more powerful than Luke at this point. Cause she, there's some weird stuff that happens in the Clone Wars. She has like the spirit of a, like a basically a, a force celestial being like living inside her basically, so she's she probably is the most powerful force user in the galaxy at this point in time. So we don't think that uh, she is strictly speaking a gray Jedi, which I don't know if that's a canonical term, but I know it's been used before. Yeah, I don't think I think, and if she is, she's much more on the. She is part. She's part of the rebellion. She was part of the people that formed the rebellion. She's on the quote unquote good guy side. So okay. she is really the only reason she is not a Jedi is because they she got framed for something while she was in the at the Jedi Temple, and she got disillusioned with the Jedi. So that's the only reason she's not a Jedi. But it probably it probably worked out better for her. She's still alive because of it. So, yep. Um. So, uh, so we see the the dark side blonde, dark side blonde chick. We don't know that that was kind of a surprise to me. We didn't think yeah. we were going to see any kind of Sith anything. We knew probably Thrawn was coming. There was going to be some kind of Empire thing, but we didn't know there was going to be other dark side users. What's the deal with her orange saber? Is there any rumors on that? No, we haven't. Like, we don't know anything right now. They could be. I mean, we don't think they're they're portrayed as bad guys, but we don't know mm-hmm. anything about it at this point. Okay. So then we go to Ahsoka meeting up with Sabine at on Lothal, the same planet from Rebels. This looks like it's been a little bit of time since the end of Rebels because the end of Rebels, Sabine has really short hair, and now she has really long hair. So it's probably been a few years since she's seen her at this point. Um, then the next shot is we see we're in the middle of a ship. We see Mon Mothma and some other New Republic leaders looking kind of worried, but they don't really show anything. And then the very next shot is the back, the back of Thrawn walking towards a, a bridge. We don't see him; we just see the back of his head. But you, you, he's been, you know he, that, yeah. And he's you been know cast. It's Thrawn. Yeah, he's been cast, and I'll get to that at the end. But that's all we see in the trailer is just the back of his head. 
and she even then she's going through some dialogue and her neck one of her next line as he's as heir to the empire which was the first legends novel from the early 90s that thrawn was the main character of or the main bad guy from so i'm sure everybody in celebration when they saw that trailer kind of freaked out when they heard heir to the empire because it was a big big time easter egg okay um (laughs) Next person we see is Morgan Elsbeth, which is the bad lady that that Ahsoka fights in Mandalorian season two. The the lady who had the the Beskar spear, it's that same character. Okay. So we don't know if this is before then or if it's after then, and Ahsoka let her live and get away, or just, we we don't know the timeline that is showing her yet. Then we see another dark side orange lightsaber user that's actually fighting Ahsoka. This is an older guy, gray beard. And if you look in the background, there's, again, this is kind of some deep cut stuff, but from Rebels, there was a, a couple episodes that took place in an area called the World Between Worlds. It's basically like a no man's land, like no time, time and space doesn't, it's almost, I guess it'd be like the quantum realm. Like time and space doesn't have any rules in this, in this space. But all the kind of the markings in the back look the same from that Rebels episode. It, it, the area looks different, but the, the markings look the same. So, And if you look at the logo for the actual Ahsoka show, it has those same symbols in the background of her the Ahsoka logo. So that, And I mean, it's Dave Filoni, so he's the one who created all that. So it yeah. feels like that's going to come into play somehow. We don't know who this dark side character is. My best guess right now is there was a kind of a dark Jedi in the original novels, the original Thrawn novels. His name was Jor- Joris Sabaoth, if I remember right. It could be him. He kind of fits the description a little bit, but but I don't know. It's it's kind of anybody's. It could be totally new characters. But if we're doing time travel, I mean, if we're in the world between worlds and we're doing time travel, you could take your pick from any Sith I mean, it could be Darth Bane. We don't we don't know. It could be anybody that they could pull from at this point if they are using the world between worlds. That same character, they show a cool like hallway killing scene. Looks a lot like Vader's killing scene in Rogue One, where he's just kind of going through a going through a, a corridor, murdering a bunch of rebels. The next the next shot is fun. We see Sabine looking at a hollow of Ezra on the ground. Ezra is the the main character from Rebels. He's still wearing his exact same costume from Rebels. So you got to think at this point, she still hasn't seen him because she's still looking basically at an old picture of him. Then we get to see, then we get another scene of Ahsoka fighting another dark side user. It looks like he has one of the Inquisitors like double blades, the spinning double blades. Mm Mm-hmm. But at this point in the timeline, there shouldn't be any Inquisitors left. They yeah. they were really only present basically between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. They're pretty much done by A New Hope. So who's it could be a different time they're showing. It could be somebody that got away. We don't know. Next Easter egg is kind of fun. It's a Clone Wars Easter egg. The droid that they show that's talking to, it seems like he's talking to us. So his name is Dr. Hu Yang. He is the. He basically guides all of the Padawans and younglings to find their first Kyber crystal, and helps them construct their first lightsaber, in in the show Clone Wars. So, Ahsoka knows him really well. He's been around for a long time. He knows all about the Jedi. So that that was an interesting interesting to see his character show up. Uh, and then so that was pretty much it from the the trailer. But later we did get confirmation that it was. The actress playing Harry Hera is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She actually mm-hmm. showed up there. 
And then Lars Mikkelsen, he's the one who did the voice for Thrawn in Rebels. Oh, he's actually okay. he's playing him in in live action, so he will sound just like he did in Rebels, which was that was one of the best parts of him. His his voice was very well done. Like he's a very methodical, like thought out kind of almost alien sounding voice, but not alien. Not mm-hmm. alien's not the right word. Foreign. He sound just sounds like a very foreign but thought out guy, calculated. Yeah. He, so. so- is, is he Mads Mikkelsen's brother? Yep. Yeah, he is. Okay. Well, Mads is an incredible actor. So, yep. and they're both Danish, so they have they probably have like a not too familiar accent, accent when they speak yep. English. So obviously, so Ahsoka was the biggest thing, biggest reveal. They did. If you were there, you did get to see some live shots from the new episode or the new seasons of Andor. So then they confirmed that'll be released late 2024. Again, they said August, it'll probably be September. It'll probably be late. It'll be third, fourth quarter, 2024. They showed a clip of skeleton crew. I said, it's still coming out in 2023, but there's no release date yet. So I, if I had to guess probably December, like November, December if, mm-hmm. for skeleton crew. They talked about the acolyte. They, they said 2024 release date. Really, the only kind of good description that they showed some footage to people. I did. I actually did see one of the like the somebody with a cell phone. It did look pretty cool. It's it very someone they described it as frozen meets Kill Bill, but the the fighting style does look a lot like Kill Bill. It's that very kind of that style of martial arts. It looked the 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 shot the shots I saw looked really cool. So it acolyte like, is this is acolyte, right? Yeah, the acolyte. It takes place. It's during the it's during the end of the High Republic. It's I think they say eighty years before Phantom Menace. Uh-huh. So it's like the Jedi are still kind of at the height of the, they're not totally at the height of their power, but they're still like basically the 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 best thing in the galaxy. The Sith haven't really revealed themselves again yet. Um, so there's so. no direct connection between the Acolyte and anything that we've seen so far. There is nothing on the screen, but it is directly connected to the High Republic. Okay. So the, the the series of novels that have been coming out the last few novels, comic yeah. books. So it will be connected to that. Well, the, a lot of the times and what we've seen in the history of the shows that we've been getting recently is they're tying it to a place in the chronology that already exists in the movies. Right. So they're putting it between a movie that two of the movies we've seen already. This will take place before anything we've ever seen. Correct. Yep. Yeah, this will be the earliest we've ever seen anything on screen. Next, so that was kind of all the news. Well, there was one other. Yeah, the other TV thing is they did confirm Tales of the Jedi will have a second season. Those are kind of the short animated clips and like Clone Wars style. Mm -hmm. They didn't give a date, but usually when they say those are going to be released, it's usually like they're pretty quick. I wouldn't be surprised if those come out this summer. It's just Um, like just short, short films that they've signed out to people to kind of take creative license and well that that was visions and visions has already been confirmed that that was the anime show yes yes. tells of the jedi is actually done by lucasfilm it's it's looks just like clone wars it's the exact so but again i think that'll be out probably the next few months i think that was about it for tv we did get a little bit of movie news you want to yeah the movie news is is big so they announced that Daisy Ridley, Daisy Ridley is coming back in mm-hmm. a new movie yep. that was previously, I don't think was previously announced. This and it's the, the one that is the most, it's furthest along in production. Yes. And that's yes. Is it the Mangold movie? 
No, that is the Charmin Oboid Shinoi. I, I don't know what she's done. I don't know this person either. I think I heard she did it, uh, some episodes of Miss Marvel. Oh. I don't know if that's true or not. I feel like I heard that, I, but that just, I could be making that up. But yeah, I'm that just... one is supposed to be set 15 years after The Rise of Skywalker. Which is wild, because how were they shooting a movie that we didn't know about is it had? Let me see something here. Let me see. We're gonna do. Some I don't. Live. I don't know if they they've shot. I think it's in production because they said all these they're kind of shooting for a 2025, 2026 release date. Uh, so it's still it's still a ways off. Like they, I wouldn't. I don't know if anything's really been filmed yet. I know that she, Ka- Kathleen Kennedy said they're well along, but she didn't like give any details of really like what they've done so far. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought I saw something. Uh, maybe you did. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll talk about the other two. So the other, the one you talked about, James Mangold, mm-hmm. who's the director of Logan. He has, I want to call it an Old Republic movie, but it's actually kind of older than the Old Republic. It's about the, they call it the first Jedi, the prime Jedi. So it's like thousands of years before, before anything we've seen. This is going to be like this is, this is going to be interesting how he decides to handle however they handle that cuz it's they they haven't done anything like this before and then the last thing is Dave Filoni is getting his movie he's getting his Avengers Man- Mandalorian movie it's basically they talked about this is going to be the culmination of all kind of the shows between Mandalorian Book of Boba Fett Soka I don't know if they tied, they're going to tie Skeleton Crew into it, but it's mainly going to be the... It was also supposed to be... Like, if Rangers of the New Republic came out, um, it would be tied into it, too. But uh, So he'll Dave Filoni, that'll be his first, uh, like, movie direction credit. Okay. So, so, and they did... I did read that the Taika Waititi movie is still... It in production. It, it, yeah. They haven't it's still in it. pre-production. It's still yep. being written. But, yeah, they haven't killed it yet. But it sounds like the Ryan Johnson one is dead. They didn't say it was dead, but yeah, it's it's. They, didn't they talk said about it's. It. It, yeah, they said. Well, I think they did. Somebody did talk about it at one point and said it is. It's far off. That's okay. that was kind of their. So okay. it, I don't know if it's dead, but it's it's pretty much dead at this point. Well, the the key thing to take away from this news is that these three films are not a trilogy. Nope. They're going to be each standalone and be unique, and the Daisy Ridley one is occurring subsequent to the last set of films we saw. Correct. So everything else is going to be prequels. Well, except of? the the Dave Filoni one will be in this time in the time frame between episode 6 and 7. It's going to yeah. be in the Mandalorian time time frame. It'll be in the Mandal- when I say prequels I mean it's not it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it's not, not new a, stuff. But that term is is loaded as we all know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they, so they kind of started talking about stuff. So there's like the High Republic, there's the Old Republic, the High Republic, the Republic, the Empire, the New Republic, and then the First Order. So his is in the New Republic time timeline. Got it. Where Daisy Ridley's would be, I guess, post, post First Order. And really the only other movie news, and what it wasn't really news, is they did release a new Indiana Jones trailer, which looked, it looked fun. It was, it looked pretty good. It looked, okay, so the first trailer... Mm-hmm. It looked way I better did not, than the first I one. did not care for the yep. first trailer. This one, I was like, oh, this looks like a good time. Yeah. And, and Phoebe, I think the, Phoebe's in it, this... and she looks good. And, like, they made... Somehow, <laughs> Harrison Ford looks mobile and yeah. not, you know... 82 not too years rusty. Old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, he's also got to he's got to be president soon in 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 the MCU. So, wait, what? Yeah, he, they recast they so William Hurt was oh yeah Thunderbolt Ross, and they mm-hmm. recast Harrison Ford as him, and they already confirmed that he at whenever it gets to showing him again, he'll be president. Okay, because he was secretary he was Secretary of State at in in the last Avengers movies. Do you think it'll be like a variant or? I don't know because I think he'll be leading the. You know how they released the Thunderbolts movie, or they released that they're gonna do a Thunderbolts movie. Mm-hmm. They're calling it the Thunderbolts because his nickname is Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Ross. So it's it's his team, basically his team of antiheroes. He hates superheroes, so this is his like counter to superheroes. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's all I had for that got released from Celebration. They're supposed to have a panel on Bad Batch tomorrow on Monday. Okay. Yeah, didn't get any real other news besides that. There's some other stuff out there that I saw, but it's all just like talking about, you know, just reflecting upon the work that they've done. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on one second, folks. <laughs> I turned off the mic for that one. Y'all better. <laughs> okay, so I guess we should talk about this episode. Hmm? Y- hmm? Yep, I've got thoughts. Okay, all right. So we are here, and we are going to talk about The Mandalorian, Season 3, Episode 6. Oh, wait, hold on one second. Guns for Hire. Yeah. By, by, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Guns for Hire. Directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Written by... I think this John, John just Favreau. Favreau. Yeah. Just Favreau. Yeah, I think Favreau is. I think he is the sole writer from. No, no actually, no, no. the next Filoni, one is going to be Filoni Filoni and, and yeah. Favreau. Yeah, and then Favreau is the final. Let's no, just we, get going. Let's go through okay. it quickly because. Okay, we start with we start with a Mon. It looks like a Mon Calamari ship, but then we find out it's a Corrin ship. The bridge is cool. I like the captain's chair that kind of doubled as a fish tank. Yeah. That was yeah. kind of a cool I don't, thing. Is that necessary? Like, why do they have to be in water for a certain amount of time? They're they're in a, they're both an aquatic species. They don't have to be, but they their native native areas. They're natively okay. from the water. So that was just for uh, funsies, though. Yeah, that was just for fun. They get chased by an imperial ship, but we actually find out that it's not imperials. It is Bo-Katan's old crew, Swoles and Sasha Banks than their their crew and we get revealed that uh, their team is being basically working as mercenaries kind of like Bo talked about earlier in the season that they need it to, they're taking back a Mon Calamari prince so this is kind of like a Romeo and Juliet thing because Mon Calamari are the ones from they look like they look like it the squids like, yeah big yeah, eyes yeah. huge eyes yeah it's they're the, it's a trap guys so they they those two species hate each other so the fact that they are in love is like a just a Romeo and Juliet thing. So these guys, uh, they get hired to capture the prince, right? Bring bring the prince back to his home world. And so, well, this is becomes important later. They get hired at this time frame to to bring the 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 guy back, the prince back, mm-hmm. and then. I don't, we don't even need to hold the, like, and there's no, it doesn't need to be a reveal or any suspense here, but in later events of, of this episode, they are hired by different people to protect the planet. 
Yeah, I, to me, I feel like they could. They're almost like going on like a side, like a side gig. Like I feel like they're still protecting yeah. the planet. They probably because I don't think they had, they didn't have their whole crew there. They probably still have the people. Like they only had one ship. They had their big ship. But if you see later, they have a bunch of little Mandalorian ships. They have a couple mm-hmm. smaller Imperial ships. So I'm sure there were still people at Plazier 15, which is the the planet that they were they were paid to protect. So the next thing we we cut to Bo, Din, and Grogu heading to the planet. She basically tracked down her old crew at Plazier 15. They plan to land next to where the Mandalor- Mandalorians, the, the mercenary Mandos, are stationed. But they get caught in a tractor beam. They get docked outside the main bubble city. At first, when you first see it, it almost looks like the same bubble cities that the Mandalorians used to live in. Mm-hmm. But then you find out it's it's not. So um, I think what they're they're trying to imply here that this place is not associated with the new Republic. Yep. And this is what Navarro could be if it had protection. Yeah. That, I, that thought did go through my mind. Like if they did, if Navarro did have protection, this is how they could build up and become a society yeah. like this. Cause it's almost like, it's like Epcot center. It's basically like future world. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like. it's uh, they're, they're, they're highly, evolved technologically so navarro's not quite there yet but it's kind of like hinting at oh if you you know you can be an independent planet and not be part of the new republic and this is an example of it yeah so they when they land at the docking station they get greeted by some imperial droids which they think is kind of weird that take them to the rulers of the planet jack black and lizzo wait time out okay so before we get to Jack Black, which mm-hmm. I was very excited for and also disappointed by. But this chain code, chain code. Yeah, well, they t- they talked about that in they have previous talked seasons. To... Yeah. It... So you're ready for my complaints or you want me to save it till the end? No, you can start complaining right away. Okay. Let's not hold or pull our punches. Okay, so this, so there are good cameo- Star Wars cameos and there are bad Star Wars cameos. <laughs> and this one just totally took me out of the episode. I could tell like when they're in that very far wide shot and you can barely see the two head people sitting at the front table. Mm-hmm. I could tell from a mile away, that's Jack Black. I yeah, know that's immediately. Jack Black. Yeah, I was like, yeah. And I knew that was Lizzo too once we got up like, close. Yeah. And, and but... I didn't even know who Lizzo was. But now I know <laughs> now I know who Lizzo is. Okay, well I knew exact I knew immediately that it was Jack Black and Lizzo. And I was excited to see Jack Black, but then I was like like you mentioned I'm I'm not thinking about the show. I'm thinking about yes. Jack Black. That I'm is my same. That's my same problem. Is I I love Jack Black, but Jack Black plays Jack Black in yeah. everything he does, and he was not any different in this. And then and they he, try to. He wasn't they that. Try to, he wasn't that funny either. No, he no, and they try to feed the line to us that he's an ex Imperial. Mm-hmm. There, it is not believable at all that Jack Black <laughs> is an ex Imperial. Yeah. Like he does not fit the mold at all. Lizzo's acting was kind of meh. I mean, it didn't, I, she didn't really like really take me out of the episode again because I didn't really, I don't know much about her. Mm-hmm. But Jack Black really did kind of take me out of it. And then just kind of, I, com- I just, yeah, the acting was just not good <clears throat> to begin with. And then, you know, I don't think Jack Black was even that great either. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Lizzo's wasn't, she's not a trained actor. 
So. And like I said, you can do good Star Wars cameos and bad Star Wars cameos. This is bad. This is on the bad side. Mm-hmm. I mean, but just look at look at Andy Serkis and Andor. Like you can you can still get away with big name actors, big mm-hmm. name actors that have been in Star Wars before yeah. as cameos, <laughs> and they can be awesome. But and even something like as silly as in season one and two of of Mandalorian, Horatio Sands plays that the blue alien. Yeah, that like I'm like, oh, that's Horatio Sands. But it didn't take me out of it at all. Like it was like, oh, he's like a blue funny alien. Like it doesn't take me out of the story at all. Or this just totally took me out of the story. Well, and that's not the only cameo that we have in this episode. Yes. Let's get to that, which is better, but it's still not good. Yeah. So basically they Lizzo and Jack Black kind of give them a mission like they're like we'll we'll let you talk to the droid mercenary or not the droid the mando mercenaries but you need to do this mission for us and the only reason i was okay with the whole kind of loophole of we can, we don't have gun we're not allowed to have guns here but we're also like we let everybody practice their own religions mandalorians have guns so a lot of a lot of bending over backwards so yes and a lot of it and a lot more as happens in this episode with that too yeah so then we get our then we go see the guy who's in charge of the droids and it's our next big cameo doc brown from back to the future christopher so he he you're right he wasn't as bad but he still took me out of it more i almost more because he's He's kind of old to be doing stuff like this. Like mm-hmm. he's probably in his mid eighties, and it just didn't feel it just didn't feel right. Like he just he seemed like old Doc Brown to me. Yeah, I I mean, he's doing a good job acting in this, but yeah, he seems he's showing his age, obviously. But yeah. he he I just he did don't, okay in this. I didn't first believe part. the character. Yeah, he did okay in this first part, but the the later part of the episode, I didn't believe the character. Oh yeah, when he turns, um, yeah, yeah. So we're not we're uh, not gonna. This spoiler alert or whatever we we don't care about this episode. It's it's yeah. dumb. So yeah. we're spoiling it. Don't care. Christopher so, Lloyd is a bad guy in this yeah. in this episode. So the next fifteen minutes of the episode, I was actually okay with the little side mission. Like the first thing I, we do is good. I hated it. Did you really? I, See, I do not I a... want any more mission of the weeks. I want the main story. We've been sidetracked too many times. It's like these. Folks don't want to tell the story that they keep promising to tell us. It's driving me crazy. Well, you are right. I mean, we've only got two episodes left. So we've basically given us, yeah, they got to cram a lot in in two episodes now. You are right about that. So let me, if this episode would have been like the second or third episode of the season, you're right. This probably would have fit better, but I'll just go through it real quick. So to start with the, the investigation, they go to the Ugnaughts. I was okay with this scene. They kind of did the callback of Din learning how to talk to Ugnaughts from Quill. So that was, I thought that was fun. They, they need to go chase down clo- like old droids. It, it almost felt like all the stuff through the city felt a lot like Attack of the Clones, like when Obi-Wan's going on his little side mission. So I thought that was a fun little like Easter egg or fun callback to Attack of the Clones, even though that's not a great movie. I did think the droids looked good, like the old, like the battle droids. Yeah, the they 3D, looked really good. They looked way better than they ever did in the prequels. So that, I mean, again, most 99, 95% of the, the 3D visualization effects in this series have been really good. There's been a couple small things here and there. They end up going to, they find a rogue droid. They go to the droid bar. They get a lead from the rogue droid. 
the droid bar I thought was a fun like Star Wars can like a different spin on the Star Wars cantina thing. Yeah, really... yeah, but what what they're drinking droids drinking what? They're drinking what? oil, man. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's 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 there's doing too many things that haven't been established that don't make sense. My I'm already taken out of the episode. They're doing wild stuff at this point. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree with you. Uh, as a side note, I am very glad. One thing that did strike me through this episode is I am very glad that Katie Sackoff has her helmet back off because yes, so oh much. It's God. so much better. Like I know Din's not going to have his helmet off, but at least we get somebody that you can mm-hmm. like emote with, I guess. Yeah. But then we we go to dro- the droid morgue. They do an autopsy on the the dead droid, and they find out that Doc Brown is behind the malfunctioning droids. Mm-hmm. They the go laser to con- droid, surgical yeah. droid, doesn't hurt anybody. Somehow, yeah. spinning around with lasers, yeah. no, no consequences, no stakes, not even like the new guy that just showed up that gets hurt, or person. I, don't even, I, think, whatever. The, I, think, I think the tech did get kind of, she got something on her arm. Yeah, a little, was... like, a little uh, graze. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, they go to confront Doc Brown, and he immediately goes into like the typical villain monologue yeah. mm-hmm. about how he don't he doesn't like how things are now. He liked it how things were then, and he's trying to get it back to that way. And of course, it gives Bo plenty of time to zap him before he can turn all the battle droids back into battle droids. So it just felt very cliche that whole moment. Mm-hmm. Really, like the only fun thing we got out of that, he's he had a Count Dooku name drop, but yeah. I mean that I was that was that, that was about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we go back to Jack Black and Lizzo to turn over Doc Brown. We get some more unconvincing acting with Lizzo using Grog Grogu's helping her cheat playing space croquet. Get more Jack Black being Jack Black. Bo gets this ridiculously sized key to the city. Grogu gets knighted. <laughs> Um, and then they finally get permission to see Bo's old Mandalorian crew. So basically, which we is spent... this is what the story, we, all the yeah. crap in the middle, we didn't need. We, yeah. we, we should have had some minor obstacle to get over to get to the end here where Bo Katan, you know, faces off yeah. with her former crew. That's the interesting part of this freaking story. And it's five minutes long. Yeah, that's what? exactly right. Yeah, that was the. I only wanted party. to see that. Well, they talked about it in the beginning, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is cool." They've gone bad, and well, BK was always kind of bad, but like, yeah, she's she's now good, and she yeah. could has the opportunity to face the people she used to be a part of. You know, she's evolved. They haven't. Like what? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. in five minutes. Yeah, you, at the end, you really just needed to watch the first like three minutes of this episode and the last five minutes, and that was it. It was basically eight minutes of decent content. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bo confronts Axe, who's taking charge. She challenges him to combat. She obviously beats him, but he still doesn't want to follow her because she doesn't possess the dark saber. So here we go. Yep. So then we get into the mother of all loopholes, mm-hmm. where Bo, where Din tells comes and said d- tells the story about how he was defeated by the droid monster and then Bo defeats this droid monster and now Bo is the rightful owner of the Darksaber. And they, he accepts it. Like, he's like, he reluctantly accepts it, but he accepts it. So Mando hands off the Darksaber to Bo and to me, this was the official, this is not my show anymore, this is now your show. Yeah, that that was the official handoff. It's stuff we've been talking about in previous weeks, but it's official now. Mm -hmm. So, 
I got something else I want to talk about. You got anything else? This is going to get a little nerdy for a second. I have a question. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, is Favreau obsessed with the the beginnings of the First Order? Is he obsessed with, like, the political government aspects of this? Is he, is he, is he like a, li- a crazy libertarian that doesn't believe in in the big government like see a small government guy like what's what is his this obsession with independent rogue planets that don't want to be a part of the republic yeah we all this is not this is fiction this is all bs it's like you know the galaxy an entire galaxy run by one government yeah it's ridiculous but every single episode there's somebody that's a separatist there's somebody who's like every nothing's changed it's always it's all yeah we get it like let's move on yeah I, that's a good question. I don't know. To answer the stuff about the Empire, or the, the First Order thing, I wouldn't be surprised if he has some... He has been told stuff he has to write into the story mm-hmm. by, by Disney. We have to... We have to... What, there's a word for it. We have to... Retcon? We have to, we have to retcon the new trilogy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're going to use your show to help us do it. Okay. I wouldn't well, be surprised if he never had any of this Palpatine stuff, any of this cloning stuff, any of this stuff was part of the story. But I, we haven't even really. He he's like dabbling in with with, like those story points. Right. We've touched on a little bit, but we haven't given it proper attention. He's almost he's almost like oh yeah this stuff this this stuff, but we I, have to give it full attention. Well, I bet, and I bet they don't care if he does. I think they just want him planting the seeds so they can have some other series later down the road that totally explains it, or some other book or comic. I mean, they've already started really pushing it in other in, in books and comics, but yeah, that's I, that's a good question. I don't know, but you ready for some nerd talk? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, so. I want to talk about the whole dark saber rule and how it is just as dumb, if not more dumb than the helmet rule. So based on the loophole that we just learned about defeating your enemy, uh, we now know kind of two rules about the the dark saber. You don't have to defeat your opponent with the dark while they're actively using the dark saber. They can just be possessing it or be the owner of it. And then one other rule we learned about in the clone wars is if nobody beats you, it goes to your next descendant. The, the way we know that is we learn in Clone Wars and Rebels that the original constructor of the Darksaber was named Tar Vizsla. He was a Mandalorian that was also a Jedi. So the next time we see the Darksaber, it is owned by one of his descendants pre-Vizsla. So obviously it's passed, it's the same line, it's the same family, it's passed down the line. So the first time we see pre-Vizsla use it, he is killed by Darth Maul. So Darth Maul takes possession of the Darksaber and he becomes the, the leader of Mandalore. They, they do not care about, like, if you're a Mandalorian, they just care if you won the, the saber in combat. So Darth Maul is the, at least temporarily, the leader of Mandalore with the Darksaber. Shortly after that, in the Clone Wars, though, Darth Sidious, Darth Sidious thought he was dead, but then he gets word that he's alive. He shows up in Mandalore and just kind of kicks his ass and just like shocks him and says, don't mess around with my stuff. Like I'm, I've got a plan. Stop messing around. So 
at this point, Darth Sidious is the rightful owner of the of the dark saber. Nobody else up until Darth Vader throwing him down a shaft beats Darth Sidious. So at this point, before for the 10, 20 minutes that Darth Vader's still alive, he owns the dark saber. If we're going by the descendant rule, Darth nobody beats Darth Vader, but he dies. It is now Luke's. It is now Luke's dark saber. Luke is alive right now. Luke is the only one who is the rightful owner of the dark saber at this point. Did you have to? Did you have to look this up, or did you put this together yourself? I I started thinking about it, and then I started looking. I had started had to re remember, like I had to re look some stuff up. But if you're going by the two rules they have set, Luke is the owner of the, the dark saber. And but there's also a this one I did I did hear about on another video. The armorer says something I don't remember if it's in season one or season two. But whoever if the whoever is using the dark saber is not the rightful owner, it'll basically mean ca- catastrophe for Mandalore. That's why Mandalore is going through all this shit is because nobody like the people that have used it since then. Nobody's been, been between Sabine and then. Bo the first time, and then Moff Gideon, and then Bo the second time. Nobody's been the rightful owner of it. It's it's been either Sidious's or Vader's or Luke's. So that's why all this bad stuff is happening to Mandalore. But I don't know. To to me, it's just I, I, you kind of go down to a nerd nerd rabbit hole here. But this is like the the whole dark saber rule is like just kind of out of I don't know. It's just it's it's gotten out of whack. It's like they need to yeah. stop with this rule. Just like. Just like should, the children of the watch need to stop with the, the helmet rule. They should have seen this coming and they should have severed like the one of the, the principles of or one of the things that is an issue with the Mandalorians is that they have all these stupid rules. That yes. the whole point of the show should be, or the whole objective of the show should be like, hey, these rules are dumb, they're yeah. archaic. Let's change it. And it's not happening until the end of this freaking season. If it does happen, it might. I, I hope that's where it's going because they, I mean, it's even a throwaway, throwaway line from, from Axe Wolves, the old Bo-Katan's number two is like, after he gets beat, he's, he calls him as like a religious zealot that doesn't have any, like a drop of Mandalorian blood in him. It's like, okay, well, that's, they all, you're right. They just all have all these rules that they're always fighting over. And that's why their planet is, doesn't exist anymore. Or that's been totally destroyed because all they do is fight with each other all the time over stupid rules that don't make any sense. Which, I mean, that if if they want to go through the process of saying, of proving why these rules are dumb, they could do it in the in the episodes themselves instead of just like waiting until Jack, the end and being like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jack Black and Lizzo for 35 minutes while we're waiting for the good stuff. So we got someone in chat saying that the rule about the dark saber is finders keepers, and <laughs> that's what. Well, it be. that's that is not how they have established it in this show or in Rebel or in Rebels or Clone Wars, but that's basically how they're treating it. But they, yeah, I don't know. I thought um, we were getting Moff Gideon, and he was going to be a major part of this. Like, there's been no consistent big bad. Yeah, and. That just contributes to the whole mission of the week thing that we like. I'm not interested in, and I don't like. This there's no escalating stakes in the in the season. Right, you're absolutely right. This there was something my wife said when we were done watching this. She at the end of the episode was like, "Do, do people think this season's good?" No, like, mm, 
not really. She's like, yeah, it's not very good. Like, the first two seasons were good, and this is not good. Well, the like, first season was like, okay, interesting. Baby Yoda's setup, cute. Yeah. Setting things up. Mission of the week, fine. Second season, it got good towards the end, but yeah. Baby Yoda's just been a prop this season. He's done nothing. Like, he's yeah. had no contribution. His only contribution was leaving Mandalore to go get Bo. That's but that it. easily could have been the droid. That could have been R5. Like, you didn't even need him for that. Which, I mean, I get it. I Baby Yoda can't really do much. He's a baby. But that's that's the same problem that, that they have with Din. They've made, like, they've made these characters inflexible. So... They can't react, and there's no, there's nothing for them to overcome. They, they're, they're just one-dimensional. And you know, Baby Yoda, fine, he's a baby, but they had the opportunity to hand him off to Luke and leave him with Luke. Yep. They and brought they him back, and then th- that's part of the problem is they really should have just committed to him being with Luke this season. And he definitely shouldn't have got like they could have even done that as a side story for this season. But him getting him back in Book of Boba Fett kind of it really takes away from the finale of season two, and yeah. then it just becomes a prop in this season. I mean, they could have easily done two episodes of him going like him getting Grogu back for this season in a different way. But, yeah, they make it make it hurt for us to get like to get right. Grogu right, right. Yeah, they 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 really they kind of undermine themselves doing that in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, they, they don't they don't take the story seriously and as, you know, frankly, we're we're doing a podcast. The podcast works when there's lore and there's stakes and there's like oh, a lot of things to to discuss with significance. They're undermining our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you don't know what rules you're following, you don't know what the stakes are. It's just yeah. yeah. So, I mean, my other my biggest issue with this episode is it just didn't the good chunk of it, the middle chunk, didn't feel like Star Wars. Star Wars. It didn't feel like live action Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. live action Star Wars usually ranges from like dark and gritty, from like from Andor, Empire Strikes Back, Obi Wan, to kind of lighthearted, like the couple episodes of Mandalorian, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, light lighthearted stuff. But the majority of this episode was just goofy. Like it wasn't. It was like yeah. a. Whole, it was like thirty minutes Jar Jar type stuff, which is the reason people didn't like Fan- Phantom Menace. It just, like, you can get away with some of this goofy stuff in animation, but this doesn't, it just doesn't fit live action to me. Yeah, we're all over the place. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think we that's almost an hour of talking about how much I didn't like this episode, so. Same. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm having a bit of existential dread here. Like, after this season of Mando... Do we just switch to being an Ahsoka podcast or like talking about whatever it is we like at the moment? Because yeah, I feel like we've been getting let down on a consistent basis. Well, I mean, Book of Boba Fett was a pretty, pretty good letdown. Andor, I mean, Andor wasn't a letdown. Andor was awesome. Andor was a big surprise. I just, we didn't know oh. we were we were caught off guard. Yeah, Obi Wan had so I don't know if you ever watched like the cut, like people did different cuts of. Obi-Wan like cut it mm-hmm. into like a two and a half hour movie. That was like just cut yeah. out kind of the, it was awesome. Like if that it was, was great. Yeah, there are parts of Obi-Wan that were were great. Right. It just felt a little stretched stretched yeah. out, a little diluted. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's 
I don't. We'll we'll see where we go from here. I mean, I I have heard there was so at celebration they did show everybody. I think episode seven of Mandalorian for this season. I've heard some stuff like of episode seven. It sounds like we're getting back on track of the story we want. Back on track but, in the second to last episode. Exactly. Of the season. So it better be an hour and twenty minute episode because they get they got a lot of ground to cover over the next two episodes. So I I think they need a freaking clone Filoni and <laughs> give him a counterpart and like thank you Favreau for getting us going, but. Now you say that, but also my one worry with, with Filoni is he did come from animation. He does have like, it, it may just be an animation thing, but people did complain about his goofy filler episodes and he had them like they, they happened in Clone Wars. They happened in Rebels. Don't, 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 that's a part of animation. That's a part because it takes so long to produce an episode. They have to have filler so they can make multiple episodes at one time with stuff that not really significant to this overarching story but yeah i, I look nick grogu is the only thing that came out of this that was any that was any good mm-hmm. and it was I, temporarily I, good. I still like i mean personally i still we talked about this before i think bo katan is the more interesting character so it's and that's, passing a, that's off, a feloni it's a feloni creation right exactly so it's I'm I'm okay with it going that direction from Din. I just want to see what are we what are we going towards? Like what are what's the big bad? Are we gonna, we're gonna get back Mandalore? Mo- yeah, Moff Gideon's well, gonna come back and become a, a significant figure. It's gonna right. be a battle with Moff Gideon. Someone's gonna lose the new the new the first order is gonna come back. It's gonna it's gonna be establishing their first order. The Strange thing is that we don't see Mandalorians in the sequel trilogy, right? So, so are they are they all fighting each other again? Are they all are they all gone again? Who knows? I don't know. In a way, that's good because then we don't have to. There's nothing. They're not beholden to a conclusion for the Mandalorians. They can make up whatever they they want, but the first order is going to emerge, right? At the end of this. Yep, we know kind of how it ends. So, well, or the, kind of are they gonna gonna have step. to bring in J.J. Abrams to? Oh God, <laughs> who are they gonna bring in to connect the 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 Mandalorian story to the First Order story? I do think it is good that they're not committing to trilogies. They're just committing to single movies. If they do mm-hmm. good, they can they can if they they have an interesting story that has something we want to yeah. follow. Yeah, they can they can continue it, but. Yeah, don't I, don't cool. put all your eggs in this one basket, and the basket's right. not even completely like right. made yet. It's got holes in it. So, oh, this is, we think about thinking about this, thinking about that. Yeah, anything anything they say with the movies at this point, I just kind of take with a grain of salt. Who knows when it's going to actually come out? Or yeah. Is it, or I mean, they had all these movie play. I mean, they said Patty Jenkins was connected to that Rogue One movie, and that was the first thing that was going to come out. I don't and... even understand why that's of all the movies that were announced. That seemed like the the. The surest thing. I was yeah. down to watch that movie. They had like a crazy little like Top Gun trailer, not trailer, but like a little yeah, a like little shot teaser. with her. Like they they were on board with that, and you don't hear anything about it anymore. So it's not happening. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't believe anything movies until show me a trailer, and then I'll believe it. Yeah, I don't think 
the Disney needs to get comfortable with the idea of not making a billion dollars on every movie they put out. Right. Yep. You know, they need, it, I mean, uh, people watch their Disney plus stuff. They seem to be, I don't know. Yeah. I, Disney is just kind of all over the place. Yeah. I, I think they need it. Like there's Disney plus shows that are getting put out that are, not part of a huge universe that are just regular shows and that's yeah. what's going to be that's what's going to serve sustain the business yeah, kind of back, back to, to what Mar- it was yeah going back to marvel you don't need to crap out four movies and three series in a year like people you only need to do one or two movies and maybe one or two series and people will be happy you just you do get the fatigue like there's there's fatigue with this stuff so well if even if it's not fatigue they need to put more like cranking out the movies is stretching Feige thin. Yeah, and probably need need to be problem. more be more selective with their projects. Yeah, I think that's probably the better way better way to do it. But <laughs> someone in chat says that The Rock needs to join the MCU, <laughs> or he needs to join Star Wars. Either one. He's our he's in he's in the DC universe. So can't you know yeah. can't cross over. But also, I don't know. I don't know. If, I think The Rock would be kind of like Jack Black. Like that would just be a cameo that doesn't. It would just see The Rock. Like you wouldn't see. Yeah. You need. Just, you need the. You need the. The Andy Circuses. You don't need the. The Jack Blacks and The Rock. Mm-hmm. The people that actually, like, play a role, like right. change out of who they are into. Like I don't know what Andy Circus is actually like. Yeah. Because he's an I mean, actor. He's acting. He does. He does have pretty similar character. He's usually kind of like a villain type, like either a good villain or a bad villain, like anti-hero or like yeah. a snarky guy. Right, like Planet of the Apes. Well, I guess he is. He was, the, no, uh, he was the hero in Planet of the Apes, but he was, well, he, was, he, was he was brooding. Right, right, and then but then you get Gollum. You've got the bad guy in in the first Black Panther movie. Oh yeah, he's um, the the guy with the no arm, the guy with yeah. the, the shooting he, arm. He's, he always his characters always have a little bit of. Humor. Yeah, they, yeah, they got humor, but they also got a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, chip on the shoulder. Oh well, yeah, it works for me. He supported yeah, supporting character that's kind of he can fit a lot of good roles in different types. of yeah. projects. Every story needs a snarky opposition, opposing force. Yeah. All right, Zick. Okay. I think fun. we're about done. I hope, I, I hope we're feeling better this time next week. Yeah, well, hope maybe we can record it. On, like we're recording this on Sunday night. Hopefully, it comes out before the next episode of The Mandalorian. But if you're here and you're listening, we're so grateful for you listening. Thank you very much, thanks and for, we apologize. Thanks, and thanks for indulging my nerd rabbit hole. Yeah, we got nerd rabbit hole, and we got nerd rage on this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So once again, thank you very much for joining us. And until next time, may the force be with you. Have a nice day.